online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. The KWWF Sounds of the 50s with Russell Brand. And here's your host, I am. It's a pre recorded show. This is happening last Tuesday. I'm here with Matthew Morgan, co host of the show. All right, Matt. Hello, Russell. What's the matter? Um, You're what, right. Personally, or? Just in life. You okay today? A little bit ill, but you know. A little bit ill. Brave face on it. <laughs> Rubbing my eyes because of the shock. You're a bit ill, you say. How unlike you to be a little bit ill. Well, nonetheless, we're not going to let Matthew's hypochondria ruin yet not another brilliant show. Why is it not hypochondria again? Because there was physical proof of my illness. <laughs> well, where was it? Up your blanket. <laughs> oh. Up your blanket. Up your blanket. So you've uh, turned up as an uh, 80s sort of Patrick Swayze figure? I'm an 80s Patrick Swayze. If you come in the roadhouse, you better be ready for punch up, guys. So what? What do you mean? Well, you were wearing exactly those clothes on the last show we did. All right. Well, one of us is a, in a film with Mike from Neighbours. Is that you or is it me? <laughs> me. <laughs> Mike from Neighbours. Really? And me Guy doing Pierce. some acting. Yeah. How do you know that? That's news. I've done acting with him the other day. He wouldn't work with you. He did, mate. We talked about how good at actoring we were. Did you mention neighbours and annoy him? I didn't mention What it. happens, mate? What happens, <laughs> mate? Mate, mate, I don't have bacon, You're in the mate. future, you lot. What happens? Right. Yeah, no, it's in the future. Basically, does Mike get jet boots? Oh, it's Mrs. Mangle's husband. Basically, mate, does Neil Mangle's husband reveal himself to be the true lord? Basically, mate, who's Bouncer gonna live with? Daphne or Neil Mangill? <laughs> yeah, no, I never bugged He's him. done very well for himself, hasn't he? he's a proper good actor. Don't keep going, Mike, from Neighbours, because Guy Pierce, Momento, uh, this Priscilla. film starring Mike from Neighbours and Russell from Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's a daytime TV. Smash it. <laughs> Jeremy Kyle plays the bad guy. Look, you. You've got to get back with your husband and look after that daughter. And I reckon you will. Can I get five to one on that? Come on. I can feel it, baby. I can feel it. Give me 20 quid. You've been working on that. Yeah, I've been working that up. Did you like it? <laughs> I liked it. Not bad. It's a bit of stand-up there. You can have that if you want it. If you want to start a little career in the world of stand-up comedy. Um, yeah, who's Jeremy Kyle think he is? Judging us? Or does he judge us? Uh, well, no. He doesn't judge the general populace. Just Who's the people who go on his show. But he, d he thinks, you know, he's some sort of god. Do they sort of peer down? Of course he does. He views the whole show through his nostrils. Oh, God, look at you living your life. <laughs> Mind you, that's Prince Charles. Lady <laughs> <laughs> Dad. <laughs> well, when I have to show Prince my Charles. brace to people, they go, oh, I can't, didn't know you had a brace. I have to go, like that, and it makes you... <laughs> you have to pull your lady <laughs> down. <laughs> Matt's brace face <laughs> is... <laughs> architecture's rubbish. <laughs> it's a carbuncle on my mate's face. I always love the older one, you know. I was not getting a blue job off that guard. <laughs> Do you remember that story? No! Yes, what? there was a story which is completely untrue. Completely untrue? About that like, somebody worked at the palace said he saw um, Prince Charles receiving a sex act from a guardsman. Would you like a sex act? Yeah, I don't mind if I do. Ooh, that's great. Oh, would you like to check my brace? I've got a bit of dinner in it. Someone pointed out to me, it was someone who sent an email to our radio show, you're, you're listening to it now, on uh, 88 to 91 FM, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk if you want to send us a letter, a letro letter. Um, they go, all my impressions are the same, right? Oh yeah, they are. Be it James Blunt. You're beautiful. 
Paul Young. Living in love with the common people. Find from behind the family man. just a showcase for your talents now. <laughs> Hold up. Mike from Neighbours, if you're listening, I see a Tango and Cash style movie. <laughs> Brandy and Mike, where we solve crimes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Uh, and what's the other impression of like that? Uh, what's it called? Nana Moon, you do? Yeah. Oh, oh, don't breathe up in me, Alfie. You do um, someone from Steptoe? Oh, do, oh, do, oh, do. So that one's a bit different, aren't they? That's your Cole Barat voice as well, though. Yeah, that, it does serve as good. Most of my impressions, I make them work for one or two people. Yeah, well, that's economy. Yeah, economy. And uh, Nick, uh, Dot Cotton, I do. But that Go just, on, that's part of you. That's just my personality. I'll do that always. I've just been doing that since E4 and began <laughs> on E4 some time ago. Okay, uh, hold on. We've got items coming up on this show. It is a very well produced program. Produced. <laughs> produced. I produced it up real pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I produced a baby, Billy Joe. His feet are on back to front, though. His veins are as blue as my belly. He's over there in that there ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Such a short life for one so young. No sooner he pop out, he pop back off again. <laughs> Later on our radio program, which you cannot prove isn't professional, we will be talking to <laughs> Barbara Windsor. Out really? of yeah, imagine that. Barbara Windsor, she's out of EastEnders. She's been going on for ages. We all remember the camping scene, one of the great pause moments from cinema history. Pause. There comes Babs Windsor's brassy, a bit of what, the other knock a jiggle. Moments? Uh, trading places, trading oh, places yeah. when Jamie Lee Curtis, the, the thing slips and you see Jamie Lee Curtis's lovely knockers. No, and you think... see her boobs in the mirror, nothing slips, oh, yeah. she's just washing. Oh, and then yeah. there's another girl in yeah. Eddie Murphy's bed in that film. I'm waiting for you, Billy Ray. Get your clothes on and get out of here. <laughs> there we are, those, those lovely naked moments. Sharon Stone's crossed leg, as you rightly say. Uh, yeah, it's quite a lot of those moments. Quite if you uh, know any more of those moments, <laughs> we call them milk <laughs> if you know you have a tick milk moment they could be fellas willies as well if that's what you're into uh send them to us russell.brand at bbc.co what's that what russell yeah so what can you say I your own name i was doing an accent me and mike from neighbors so let's go deep into character do you what yeah. films this with him uh, bedtime stories oh, right. he's starring in that. adam sandler was he always in that yeah you never mentioned him till now i'll tell you who else is in it mate monty out of with now and i oh get out richard griffiths he's in it is he yeah you met him not yet but i see his picture in the makeup truck like there's him monica out of friends is in it uh mike out of neighbors is in it are you meant to monty. say all this is this all public knowledge yeah no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i'm meant to say what i'm not meant to say that's why this show is a real hit and miss affair it's good though isn't it yeah. to have monty in it yeah uh bloody lucy lawless warrior princess she's in it who Xena, Warrior oh, Princess. Her. She's fit. She's fit, mate. But yeah. not how you think she is. Not in a vacuous, dumb way, which I would have preferred, but in a much more intimidating and intelligent way. Really? Yeah, she's really smart. She's smart as a whip. She goes like this. Basso! Basso! Like that. She goes, what is that? That's what is that? Mr. Cabbage's parrot. Basso! <laughs> yeah, that's it. And Mr. Cabbage's parrot, he's in it. Wicked. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all there. Gonna... So there's a lot of people in that. Oh, it's just voices, though, isn't it? Oh, no, you're no, in it. No, I'm a real man. Just... With my hair slipped back in a ponytail. I hate it. Again. Why have they got to slick it back? Why? People slick What's it back. What's Mike got on? Mike turned up the other day. He looked <laughs> a bloody state. I go, Mike, come on, mate. He just had a knotted anky on his head. He's done the best out of anyone in Neighbours. Well, has Natalie he? Kylie? Done well. Kylie's done well. No, but in, in terms of... Credible yeah, work. Neighbours is acting. So they right. continued in acting to the point where he's actually a brilliant actor. Yeah, and a proper movie star. Unlike, well, Kylie... Well, sidestepped it into pop. Popped off. Donovan, he popped off. 
Who else? Who else has popped Craig off? Craig McLaughlin had a couple of singles off, out. Cut the single, pop, pop. Hey, Mona! Ding, 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 ding. I tell you, Mona, what I'm gonna do. Do, 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 do. I really have to the story. <laughs> That's impractical, isn't it? Because what if she just I'm walks just off? just moving to her house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, moving to her house. Arse Running nicely. after her with your house. Building an house next to someone. You idiot! Come on, McLaughlin. Plus, you've got too much in your voice, in your name. Craig McLaughlin. Stop it. People don't want to hear that. Well, you need to be Donald Duck to have a conversation with him. Hey, Mona. Hey, they're coming on. The impressions. Russell Brand, man of a phasing pointies. That's another one of them. Right, come on. Other things coming up. Where's you go away again? Never. I never go away. Again, never again, just here Every together. Every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. <laughs> 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 right, if you, in case you didn't know, this Let's is stop a, being weird. Stop it! It's a grown-up radio show starring us as the grown-ups. Later on, we'll be doing our item anecdote with Barbara Windsor, who is an actress from the. Is she a nan? She isn't. Probably, yeah. Do you reckon? I don't know. Probably. We'll find out. But look. Hold on, she's in EastEnders. Anyway, look, think of already the brilliant right. things. Send us your moments of bits of knocker in for our new item, tip milk. Or like, penises. Or penises, we're not sexist. Or a hermaphrodite, which could also be Jamie Lee Curtis from Trading Places, because everyone says she is one. That's a myth. It's a myth. That is just a myth. It's a lovely little myth. I liked Beowulf, I saw it. Did you watch it in 3D? No, because I was on an oh, aeroplane. idiot. Why? It's amazing in 3D. So what? You can't prove that there are even are three dimensions. I wouldn't even watch it in one in two dimensions. What? You wouldn't watch it in two dimensions? I wouldn't. Why? Because there's a whole third <clears throat> dimension. That's <laughs> like watching a film with sound off. I'd like to do that. What sort of film? Porn. <laughs> watch it all quietly. Lynn downstairs doing the cleaning me. Silently <laughs> watching breastfeeding films. Why was that? So is you. It's not me. You I just did said that as a it. joke. Why is there breastfeeding films being looked up on my internet? That's why I want to know. Email us, please. Email us, please. Like last week, we started piping up because we spoke to uh, Rod Hole's lad, Toby Hole. Nice lad, good lad, good fella, lovely boy. So we started talking about got bags and that. But you, Matt, you're a bit worried that we don't want to go down that road of getting well, obsessed. We did spend months talking to Big Bird and yeah. Kermit and we went mental. No, we never spoke to Kermit. Zippy. Zippy. We upset him, didn't we, Zippy? Yes, you did. Because I said, "What do you ever use the zip to <laughs> toss off or something?" <laughs> <laughs> Insulting and odd to him, you know. Bungle, right? Do you ever like get, get his willy out between the bits of fur and that little big man with a pink willy? Now, like the dog gets a pink willy, looks funny, doesn't it? Don't look like it's very nice for the dog, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Zippy didn't like that. But he was actually quite a nice chap. Anyway, we don't get bogged down and entrenched in children's television, but people respond to it because we also we spoke about Super Ted and whether or not, uh, like, a character well, bones is in America as well. And is Super Ted still I current? I don't think Super Ted <clears throat> was in America, and I don't think he's current. To answer, <laughs> Let's your... do it then. <laughs> so, should we get on with our new Most item? Of the stuff you go on about people don't really know what you're talking I about. I don't think they? they do, Matt. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they understand, dear. No, not from the looks I get. No, I don't think people know at all. Here's an email regarding Super Ted, our anachronistic, irrelevant topic. It's from Andy Ash. Spotty from Super Ted was camper than Erasure in a bush on Clapham Common at 2am. True. You little homophobe. It's not that. true that Andy Bell was in a bush in that place or whatever, though, was it? But, but yeah, Spotty was, actually. Oh, Super Ted, oh God. Bubbling Blumange. Oh. Oh. Who said that? Super Ted said that. What did he say? Bubbling Blumange. Bubbling Blumange. Bubbling Blumange, Spotty. He was right, he, he was, was square. Well. They're all at it. 
the old mob. The only one who wasn't was Texas Pete, but he was probably a daddy bear. Or <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a big rough daddy bear with his big handlebar moustache, dressed as a cowboy. Come on. Oh, no. They're all up in space, up in the space station. They weren't always in space, were they? They were up there quite a lot, you know. Yeah, I think they were. Was Spotty a spaceman? Spotty was a spaceman. Let's research this. Ted was thrown away like a bit of old, <laughs> bit of old dog Matt was saying. <laughs> they threw him away like a bit. It was quite emotive. It was a yeah, show. it was actually. It's a bit much. Yeah, that was the thing. Do you remember Raggy Dolls? They were raggy about like dolls, slightly dolls, deformed dolls. Raggy dolls can be. Raggy Don't believe dolls, it went like that. Raggy dolls, dolls like you and me. Oh yeah. That's oh, what it was. Exactly. It was hey, it was touching. Matt, why? Raggy dolls, raggy dolls. It went like that. No. <laughs> so if you've got a chin and a wobbly grin and your fingers are all thumbs, stand on your two left feet and join our raggy doll chums. Raggy dolls. Raggy dolls. Raggy dolls. Then raggy dolls. You know all the words to everything. Because Frank. it's very important to store it up in the noggin, in case you need it all nicely. Lonely boy, lonely boy, dogs out again. Lonely boy. This is from Colette and Hannah. I loved Super Ted when I was little. I used to run around the school playground pretending to be him. But it's from two people. So Colette and Hannah is two people. Hannah's just, you know, joined in. She's what? put her name on there to get it read out. Hannah, I've got news for you, kid. Get the F off Colette's turf! Yeah? Yeah? Sister, step back off! you got too much punk up your trunk! That's her problem. I'll be bound. Michael Young. Yeah, we're going to talk to Michael Young, Super Ted creator at some point. Anyway. Well, good. Well, I'll tell you, the main thing I want to know about him is... Oh, well, look, these are some of the questions. Just some of the questions I'll be asking Michael Young in my new Before I, um... I turn sexual and he is offended. Well, what do you mean? It will get sexual, you think? Well, you always t you always ask something really odd. All right, then, Matt. When we Create get Michael Young on, atmosphere. why don't you see me be really professional and not sexualise it? And then someone's going to have egg all over their face <laughs> and someone else is going to have something else all up their neck. Why <clears throat> were there any gay characters in Super Ted? That's question number one, so it's a bit to do with sex. What was Super Ted's magic word? Yeah, because Super Ted had a magic word. They never revealed what that was. Did never, he? Ever. Like when he whispered in sex. I to my magic word. He was a right little idiot thinking about it. Oh, Matt, I've done a giggly other night last night or something, whenever it was in the past. A and giggly? It was quite giggly because I'm so funny. And what happened was, he's like, afterwards, I got in the old car, go home and that. Two fellas in a white transit van started following. The uh, driver of the car said sir quite a lot. You know, sometimes you get someone, they say sir quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, worry, sir, but uh, that white transit van's been following us for quite some time now. I'm going to do a few manoeuvres just to check if the uh, van is following us. Don't be alarmed, sir. I used to be in the military. That's what he said. That's what he said? He did say that, yeah. I no, feel no. safe as houses. Once he's in the military, I feel that's all right. He's probably only recently got that haircut. Because his haircut was a bit like a Spivs haircut. Right. So, and then, you know, because Spivs, of course, avoided the army. But this guy, I could trust him, I could tell. So, <clears throat> the van, it was following us, his white transit van. I thought, I was maybe it's paparazzi. But then why would paparazzi have a great big white Brown, transit van? Nimble vehicle, Chaney. So we stopped off a little bit, like, you know, and the van went past, but then it went off on the next turn off, turn round, started following us again. Oh, I started God. to get a little bit edgy. Ian Coburn, promoter of our gigs. All right, Russell. He, what he done was, uh, he was goes. He in the car with you. He's in the car with me. He, he goes, he got the driver. Throw marbles out. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. We'll use home alone techniques. Anyone got any pots and pans? We'll get rid of these assholes. Sorry about my language. Right, and then so, like, what we did, he slowed down, and then we took down the number plate of that van and it was getting a little bit edgy because like you know like sort of uh, pictures like Walliams got his house robbed when he was off doing comic relief Stevie Gerrard got his house robbed when he was off doing footballs and new yes. things like robbed people's Who houses. Who is it? Michael Aspel? Hmm? 
What? Michael Aspel's a red, <laughs> red folder. Where are they going? What's wrong? They're crackers, Russell. This was a life. Ba, 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 ba. Um, no, right, then we sort of we went to Kentish Town Police Station. Like Ian went in there for Chickens. a bit. Chickens. <laughs> what? what with the van still behind you? Listen, you rat of all rats. Grassing up people left, right, and centre, peeping out your window. I'd stop and get out and go, Why are you following me? Oh, yeah, Matt Morgan, always peeping through his blind. The builders have got a fire! The builders on the building side next door! It's illegal! Excuse me, that's an illegal fire! Got a man round in a cardigan to help you, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, shouting naughty fire out your window. Naughty fire! Naughty fire! Just because they're builders. Get with your cowardice. <laughs> <laughs> right up, we so... went to the police station. Yeah, because police wanna... don't care if you've been followed. Don't they, mate? Don't they care when they don't want another lady die? Did <laughs> <laughs> you go in there yourself? No, no, of course I didn't. I sat in the car. Ian Coburn went in there, so they like you know, sort of explained the situation. Then I thought I'll go in see what's going on because the driver was talking to me about military matters and the SAS and they can kill a man with just pushing your thumb through his eye socket, things like that. I thought he might crack any minute, start doing it to me if there weren't enough action. The van by this stage had gone past. We've got the uh, number plate of it. Popped into the police station. Ian Coburn's in there. I thought oh, I'll follow him in. I'm a bit bored now. And I remember I've been in uh, Kentish Town Police Station a few times once for stealing white. Mis- Scara from Boots got caught doing that. Had to go in the cells. And Campest crime in the history of crime. <laughs> I believe uh, Super Ted was fencing that for me. And I, uh, oh, thank very much. It's four bones. And then, um, yeah, and then another time, you know, when you get your mobile phone, say you lose your mobile phone, they go, oh, we'll only do insurance if you claim it's been nicked or something. And so then you make up a lie. Lie about it being nicked, and you have to go down to the police station, it all gets right and out of hand. you're lying. You're doing that. Are you coming here doing that lie about mobile phones? Everyone does. Yes, yes, where do I sign the lie forms? You sign the lie forms there, you'll get your new phone dispatched. My friend did that, he burnt his car, and then went to, like, the police said, oh, we found your car, it's been burnt out. Mm. And they asked him to come in. He had no eyebrows from leaning into the car, <laughs> throwing his cigarette on the thing and the petrol light and they'd put in the car. So he just looked all surprised. You, you no My eyebrows. car's back! Thank God! <laughs> no, and he went there and the policeman put his hand on his shoulder and goes, I know what it's like losing your first car, mate. And he was like really nice to him, but he had oh, no eyebrows because he was a liar. Because he was an eyebrowless fire liar. Fire liar! Fire liar! You used to have eyebrows feet like wire. Now you look surprised and lost in desire. You lost your first car, you're a naughty liar! Then uh, I goes in there, policewoman behind a desk was fit! Oh god, I knew it would end in that. She was nice, right? Okay, like, anyway. She'll be very impressed with you the first time she meets you, <laughs> is she? There's a car. I was sure it was following us. It kept morphing into other cars. At one point, it was a seagull. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Don't use a street lamp. That's a mobile fridge made to make your mouth water. I can't relax. I can't myself now. I used to watch Juliet Bravo every week. Hold me. Hold me. Yeah, go on. Did go, you try and pull go, her? It's probably Pat. Wear your uniform when you come round, love. <laughs> <laughs> I bet um, you said things like that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if you want to earn a few more stripes. So, oh, <laughs> I don't make the payment. You'll get more stripes on your arm when you put around mine, darling. Nosh, nosh, bush, bush, hey. <laughs> 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 Sorry. So uh, no, that goes. Well, it's probably, there's a police man there as well, and it is. I know it's a cliche, isn't it? Policemen looking younger, but what about when they start? You want to have off with them. That's the bonus. If Men, not it. Me, they horrible hairdo. I go like. What are you talking about? The policeman. Cropped it was. Why did you say you wanted to have sex with a policeman? Police woman. All oh, right. You said when the police are getting younger. Yeah. All oh, right. They're and getting you younger. Sex with them. I thought you were saying like the the men are so young now and svelte <laughs> that you've turned gay. 
They're so blithe, so nubile, these coppers. I just think, well, if that's the helmet you've got at the top, Lord oh, alone knows. God alone How does this story end? Well, you'll be surprised because it involves a little visit from Mike from Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> he crops up just in the nick of time. No, he doesn't. Right, so they're going, it's probably paparazzi, sir. We get a lot of no go. Ian Coburn, no, we used to paparazzi. We know it's not paparazzi because they were used to it. They, they wouldn't does use Ian that Coburn mind you doing that voice for him? We don't know yet. We'll find out when he listens. <laughs> for the show <laughs> <laughs> that's how he talks though. that's nice i like his voice he yeah, and coburn like is beloved of me so there we are that's all all right so he goes uh, like no i don't think that's a bad voice it's a nice that's voice nice, right nice right so i go uh, you know, james blunt might you know, <laughs> see some crossover there it <laughs> <Also Paul laughs> <Young. laughs> uh, goes uh, yeah we're used to paparazzi so like you know we don't think like yeah it's probably paparazzi we get a lot of it george michael has it you know go, no it's not paparazzi honestly it's not paparazzi we don't think it's paparazzi because it's weird the way they were following us big white van didn't take any photos when i came out of the venue and i was with assault so it's a good opportunity to take some photos with the assault <laughs> <laughs> you know assault a brass a bit of crap Bit. Uh, uh. Oh, I don't get many of them in a pan. I, I'm a bad boy. I tell you, I'm a real fighting machine. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm saying. Don't I'm try a... masculinise yourself. I will masculinise. You tottered into a police station because a van was near you. Come on, what happened? I don't know what this van will do next, but I read about someone being kidnapped. What? I go, sir, uh, this policeman woman, I goes, what's your name then? She went, Sophie. Like that. And Ian goes, hey, it's PC Anderson when I asked. Like that. And I thought, well, hello. I give her, I goes, yeah, I'll take that down. I took her police pad off. What her. is this? That's like some crap script for the confessions of an idiot. It's <laughs> <laughs> confessions of a window cleaner. <laughs> What we're gonna do about this van and it's really spooked me. <laughs> this, this isn't even true, this story. Don't make yourself more excited. No, yeah, you'll never believe what's happening next. <laughs> a couple of wise guys, the Driscoll brothers have stepped out of the van. Danny Driscoll, he's arming the bloody teeth. Well, you know what Michael Driscoll's like, he's even worse. The pair of them are going at it, ever in chunks. What happened? No, so I got, I got a police pad off that. I wrote down my number on that. Did it, some love hearts and everything around it. I was Gizzard Bell, sweetheart. Effed off out of the cop shop, went to a hotel because I thought I'm not going back to my house with all these white vans everywhere. What? Chicken. You chicken grassing up them poor lads. Hotel? Yeah. <laughs> What's my name? Um, John Smith. Uh, <laughs> John, oh, I thought it was Russell Brand. For the night. <laughs> no, it isn't. John, make sure there's a bloody big bath. <laughs> Look, I went to a nice hotel, stayed, cause I went, and then while we were just checking into the hotel, Ian got a phone call, it was the old Bill, he goes, yeah, we've apprehended them, those people in that white van, they're both card-carrying members of the Press Association, paparazzi, like they'd always suspected, but by that time I thought I'd stay in the hotel. So maybe they could shoot from, that. maybe there was, one was taking photos while they were, I don't know. They weren't taking any photos, it was all just saying, why have you got a great big white van for? <sighs> eh? I don't know, it's weird. I wonder if that policewoman would call me. What do you think? Have you got her number? No, well, you can't get the number off a copper, can you? Can you? Oh, I'd really love to pull a policewoman. Why? The authority. Like the same as a teacher. She wouldn't have authority because she wouldn't be in that context. She'd not come around your house as a policewoman, is she? Of course, they're never off duty. They never learn. They're never off duty. Really? Well, what if I'd done a crime? She'd have to rat me out. You'd what probably do it quicker. Do? But I mean, I don't know. That's <laughs> not a crime. It is, I think. Is it? I think it's still on the books. Check that out. You can email no, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. That's about the only crime you get up to these days. Hold on, hold on. Let's think of other crimes I do. Treason. I might do some treason. Huh? When did you, what was the understanding? Did she just take it and she log it in the logbook? She sort of blushed a bit. 
I bet she put it in the logbook. <laughs> we'll need that. Might as well keep hold of that. There's been a lot of attacks on the common. <laughs> no, she, I don't know. She looked very pleased to have it. Why don't we, you and me, Matty Morgan, talk to a fella that I like to call Michael Young, Super Tech Creator, shall we? Yes, please. Michael Young, Super Tech Creator, are you there? Michael Young, Super Tech Creator, are you there? Oh, God. The impossible's happened. What? Ah, Michael. <laughs> Glad you could make it. Now, why on earth is the universe of Super Ted populated with, with such gays? Because they're dirty little buggers. <laughs> Michael, as I'd always suspected, you are fueled only by homophobia. Yeah, I am. So what? What, what was Super Ted? Propaganda, eh? Against the I gays? I think he might be on the line now. Michael Young, you actually there? He's cleared his throat. Yes, I, I'm here. Sorry, Michael, we had to do an impression of you there because we that, we couldn't hear you, so we thought, oh, we'll just fill oh, the time. Well, you, you, I hope <clears> you did a you know a very bad Welsh accent. Actually, it wasn't. Matt, do the voice again. Hello. He did that. It's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing like I you, apologize. Michael, to tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, uh, very close to Texas Pete and Victor Spinetti. Oh, oh. Texas <laughs> Pete. Ah, hey, super dear. Do, do you do any of the voices, Michael? I, I, I'm the last person in the world to do them. No, you know, but that was pretty good. That no, was uh, that was pretty good. That uh, that Victor Spinetti Super Ted. Yeah. Well, look at my one then. Look at this. Um, old Tex, Tex, old bloody old Tex, old Christ, <laughs> it made me look right ass. Right, Melvin, that... Melvin Hayes, a dead ringer for Melvin Hayes. That was. Yeah. Was that Melvin Hayes doing that voice? Yeah, it was Melvin Hayes. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's brilliant. I liked him. Yeah. Um... Uh, John Pertwee, Spotty Man. Oh yeah. How come you had such a good cast for a cartoon? Well, it was those days, you know, when uh, you know, it's a little bit like it in Hollywood here at the moment. You, if if people have kids or grandkids, they want to do voices. You know, ah. we've got Mel, Mel Brooks in Jakers. We've had Catherine Zeta-Jones. We've had all sorts of people uh, who you can't afford <laughs> doing voices because they do them really to do something for their own children. What were you doing now then, Michael Young? Well, uh, for my since I run the largest independent animation studio in Los Angeles, uh, we... Uh, Michael, we got you on here for a laugh. We didn't think it would be a career decision. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here. It's 82 degrees, looking out of my... Uh, what are you looking at, Michael? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh, are you looking out of? I'm looking out at I'm actually looking at the Daily News there across the road. But uh, we, we're in a place called Woodland Hills in California, and uh, we, uh, as I idly boasted, we are the largest <laughs> independent animation producer. What in, things uh, do you make then? Um, on British TV, we do Jakers, Todd World, Bratz, uh, Pet mm. Alien. Uh, you know, you've got to be eight, nine, ten years old to know most of our shows, but right. uh, they're all on at the moment, yeah. Okay, can we go back to Super Ted, back to the magical world of our childhood? Our was it always in space? No, no, no. Super Ted was uh, often, you know, on planet Earth and the planet spot and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I remember, yeah. And so, no, 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 he used to be, he used to get around a bit, he'd, he'd be... Uh, defending the artifacts of Rome in one episode and and that was the thing is that you know Super Ted was written uh, you know on a multiple level a bit like Shrek is these days you know where an adult can go along watch it and get something out of it yeah I, what I got out of it watching it recently as an adult was yeah. was homophobia now I come Bones <laughs> yes. was Bones meant to be gay yeah, well, don't we, remember Melvin used to play Eight Half Half? Yeah, Mom? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used to play that character, so we we got him to sort of uh, slightly reprise that sort of ro role. Yeah, he was a sort of a yeah, s slightly gay skeleton. 
Yeah, it's just like, it was a gay skeleton. Look at Matt's little face light up. Thinks he's got another chance of a new boyfriend. Watch yourself, fella. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay, well, we've got a few more questions about the world of... Uh, you run a, Here, do you run a, a football league in California? Yeah, I do. I, um, I basically... We coach David Beckham's kids. Do you? Brooklyn, yeah, Hold Brooklyn. And, What's uh, going on? You've got your fingers in all sorts of pies. You've got your own oh, studio. That was, that, was, that was really something... For when, when we moved you 20 years ago, we... Uh, I had a little, you know, um, my little boy who is now a cameraman working on porn movies. Um, really? <laughs> actually, he has lately. He's, been... he's working on porn? Yeah, he, he shot a movie <clears throat> about a penis that went around killing people. That's an odd story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good story. It was in the spirit of the Saw movies, you know what I mean? <laughs> hmm. The penis is independent. And he was six years old when we got here. Hold on, he... hold on. Can we stay a minute? Please, Michael, can we just stay with this penis that kills people for a little <laughs> bit longer? <laughs> You'll kill me for mentioning it. <laughs> and he won't mind. Listen, I'm interested in the porn industry, not being a part of it. <laughs> but just, you know, just where they live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been involved in the wonderful world of pornographic uh, film? No, I've I've got to say that I haven't. I suppose there's not there shouldn't really be a crossover between Super no, and not. porn. No, South Park gets very close. Does then it? Yeah, they're brave them fellas. You okay, a uh, few more inquiries that we've written. Oh, all right, so them them gay stereotypes. You're all right with them. You don't think there's anything negative <laughs> about it? Do you know what? You know that's the thing is that uh, you know. 30 years later, hmm. uh, you you wouldn't be able to do that. In, in, in the same way as in a Popeye cartoon. Go on, what with Popeye? What, what's in Popeye? In a Popeye cartoon, you can't smash someone in the face and hammer them into the ground. You you can't do those sort of, of gags anymore. You, you probably wouldn't be able to Yeah, do the world's fallen apart, Michael. <laughs> has, Your yeah. son's out there making films about a willy that goes around slashing people's <laughs> throats. But that's not animation. <laughs> my other son's girlfriend said, what does it do then? Choke people to death? Yeah, oh, bloody hell, your family's a mucky bunch, eh? <laughs> How does it kill uh, people? Yeah, incidentally. Mm. How does it do the murders? How does I, I say it chokes people to death? Oh, I mean, that's literally that what, it what it does do. No, I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> I, I've ha had nothing to do with it. I, uh, you know. Yeah. Of course, he also worked on, you know, wonderful esoteric documentaries as well, but... Uh, He'll always be known as boring. the murderous <laughs> cock cameraman <laughs> to our generation. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, will you ever reveal Super Ted's magic word? Did you have one in your mind, or was it just a lie? Yeah, uh, anyone who pays me a billion dollars, I will tell them what the magic word is. We'll start saving up. Michael, thank you very much for coming on our radio show. You've been fantastic and educational and informative and a little bit kinkier than I'd ever dreamed possible. <laughs> Wonderful. He sexualised the interview. You sexualised it? Normally it's me that sexualises interviews. <laughs> I didn't sexualise it at all. You know, in Welsh rugby they say retaliate first. Do you know what I mean? Mm, retaliate mm. first. <laughs> nice work, yeah. I feel, oh. to tell you the truth, I feel like I've been murdered by a winky, but it's been, it's been lovely. <laughs> Alright, thank you very much, guys. Ta, Cheers, Michael. Bye, bye. bye, there he bye, goes. Bye. Bye, I love you, bye. He's perfect for you. He lives in LA, football. Yeah. He's involved with the porn industry through his son. What a contact. He, you could get a job doing a voice on an animation. Yeah. Bit of pocket money. Bit of pocket money, bit of brass in pocket. This is BBC Radio 2 online on digital on 88 to 91 FM. If you want to email us in the past, it's russell.brown at bbc.co.uk. Of course, this show ain't live. Oh, one of the lads in there working here, producing the show. He goes, uh, he reckons that that winky movie, Michael Young, Super Ted Creator's son's winky movie, he goes, it's probably a metaphor for AIDS. That's what he said. <laughs> winky that goes around killing people. It's come a bit late, hasn't it? What? Metaphor for AIDS. 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. A bit late, because no one gets AIDS now, do they? Ignorant pig! Well, no, but I mean, you know. Oh, what, it's like the metaphor we could have done with that earlier? 
Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. But then, you know, apparently like all the vampire films of the early 90s or late 80s. Were they? They were metaphors, right? Yeah. Because blood became the new thing to be scared of. <laughs> I was aware of that. So there was a... <laughs> I did my dissertation on it, actually. You're bright as a button, you are. You're a real find. You're a proper little treasure. Ew, what you've got be your pantaloons? I bet it's soft as silk, is it? Is it? What you've got around the back? Spices, have I you? I hope that policewoman never finds you. She'll phone. She'll phone. We're going to be popping around a cop shop getting some old schlops. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why? Well, you've said her name and that she works at Kentish Town. Police Sophie station. from Kentish Town, Nick. So Sophie. So someone will find out and go, oh, Russell Brown gave you his number. Yeah. So? Yeah. And she'll go, oh no, God, no, oh, I wouldn't no, go near to it. To tell the truth, that was part of an investigation. It was a <laughs> Colin Stagg style fix up. Colin Stagg was found innocent. So, uh, yeah. Right, okay, what have we got to do now then? Ah, Jingle Race War. Because it's not a contest, it's a race war, as we all know. If Mr. G is here, he is the poet laureate of this radio show. And uh, Matt, the other day I went to see G's show, uh, what's it called? Into the Hoods. Into the Hoods, that is on at the Novello Theatre in London's West End. Very good show. I noticed you weren't there, Matthew. You didn't ask me. Oh, yeah. Tell you what, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I must say, very popular I was with the uh, young audience there. A lot of attention for old Russ. Well, even when the show was on. Yeah. Signing a lot of the old autographs. Okay, everyone, just, just face the front watch the show. Just please. get on the show. Hey, hey, hey I yes, don't need attention. Yes, I'm Russell Brand. Big deal. So what? <laughs> I'm an award-winning superstar comic. Let's just watch got the show. Followed home from. <laughs> I didn't get followed home from there. Actually, I went home there. I hope there's more no. followings going on. No, what should we be followed for? It's fun. What, shake me up a bit? Yeah. Shake me out of my complacence? Staying in a hotel when you've got a house. <laughs> I know, enough expensive down the hotel as well. What was the benefit of the hotel? Uh, well, I thought I don't want to be in my house in case these murderers come, as I thought they didn't were at that stage. Didn't you have people you could, you know, get over? Who, you? Why didn't you phone me up? <laughs> you? What were you going to do? Grass them up? Rat them out? <laughs> do some poop on I a sheet? I could have staked out your house. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't like it, mate. I don't like it. Anyway, G show in the hoods. Good it is. G comes on at the beginning, bold as brass, all dressed up. Drew, you want to see him? He wears a tracksuit. I do want to see him. I wasn't invited. Comes out like a yobbo. He does. Yeah, yeah trainers, tracksuit, everything. Yobs his way out. It's the theatre. I'm not so brand that men should be in a tux. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. We had to wait for Russell to sit down so the show could start the second half of the show. You disgust hey. me. Where, what were you doing? I just sat was standing around asking everyone can they see him to get Does anyone want to see the second half or <laughs> should I do a dance? Okay, now, I think we've all worked out that most of the guys up there can break dance, but I've got a lovely little story about a certain guy getting followed by a white van. Stars, a certain someone, yours truly, Russell B. Also, if it's rapping you like, listen to this. Oh, yeah, I grew up on the streets with bloody old Snoop Dogg fighting every day against another gang. Listen, mate, them people People couldn't get enough of my autographs. I should have started the show and mm. you should have been forced to excuse me your way back to your seat. I never excuse me, I strike excuse like a man. Me. Sorry, sorry. I'm the tallest man in the world, Robert Wadlow, and a dog can sleep in my shoe. Those two fat twins in Dungarees on a moped are an embarrassment to themselves in this Greek nation. Listen, them kids was all queuing up coming to me. Lovely it was, coming to me like I was Jesus. Coming to me, <laughs> coming to me lovely it was, yeah. <laughs> coming to I'll me. I'll change their lives. <laughs> hey, your love's different now, ain't it? It's changed. It's better than ever before. Look, I can't help it, mate. That's I, my worst nightmare. I was wearing a hat. So I was trying to keep it that much. I did take what, the hat off. Yeah, I took the hat off. It was a hat with a big arrow and his name on it. <laughs> 
Hey, I put his hat on, so no one would Oh, drats. Oh, Christ. It. It's got that neon Russell Brad ball bag <laughs> sign on it. That's a bit of a sham. Yeah, well, anyway, G was bloody good. He done well. Very good stagecraft. Very confident. And a lot of them dancers, may I say. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nice, what? Say I mean, what? that penis that goes around killing people is a metaphor for you. Hey! Russell Brand! <laughs> people keep phoning me and telling me they've got chlamydia. It's madness. <laughs> Chlamydia's everywhere. Yeah, Everyone I, know. I know is telling me that they've got chlamydia. <laughs> Hang on, here's the phone again. What's it? Yeah, chlamydia again. I don't even know. I'm, what go, this... I'm not even going to go out. Just going to get a few birds around and have unprotected sex with them. Going <laughs> out there. Chlamydia's <laughs> everywhere. It's a chlamydia storm out there, I tell you. No one's safe. No one. Glad they're all phoning me and telling me they've got it, though. <laughs> Suppose so. I've probably got less chance of getting in than anyone with all these f constant stream of phone calls. <laughs> Just to say I've never had chlamydia or any STDs because I'm invincible. Don't say that. Then kids will think invincible. Oh, you can just pretend to be invincible and you're protected. I dare you to give me an <laughs> STD universe. <laughs> Look, Matthew, you can look over here with contempt and something bordering on disgust if you like. But the fact is, I'm one of the nicest men you're ever likely to meet. <laughs> <laughs> now, now for the new thing, what I do, Jingle a Race War, which has its own jingle, which you will listen to now. Go on, Matt, I dare you, I double dare you. Where is it? What is oh, it? Oh, you idiot. It's got its own jingle. No, jingle hasn't. Race War. Yes, it is. I think you've played it already. What jingle? What is it good for? Whatever it is. This one. Jingle Race War. <laughs> Establishing good jingles. Say it again. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Should that? say it again, though. Yeah, it should. You idiots. Whose fault's that? Gray. Luke Gray. Luke Gray, drab, tedious, unimaginative little man. No, thank you, Luke. Well done, Luke. Well done for that re-edit, because it was a response to us. We told him, we made some recommendations, and he has acted on them, and that's why I respect you from the bottom of my winkle. So, let's listen to the first one, Russell Brand Radio. It's uh, Sam Johnston that, that, that's done it. Russell Brand Radio, out the wild. You. Are you a little bit drunk? More than a little bit, Russell Brand Radio, out the wild. You. Russell Brand Radio, out the that's good. We can use that. Well done, mate. Sam Johnston, usable. Bonkers. Stick that in. It's good because I Russell Brown right now. How do I help? Poo. Funny thing to say. Right, this, do you like it, Matthew? Yes. Good, isn't it? Next. J Jack the Gamma is one. It's G. A jingle for G. About time it happened. Oh, it's urban. Oh, he's from the streets. In his tracksuit in the West End. Oh, it's like a pimp or something. Jingle's gone on too long now. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of things to say. Mr. J, Pretty good, but too long, I'm afraid, young man. So that's that's not good enough. So we've already played the Jingle War Race War one that was Luke Gray's. Good work. That's been used. So Sam Johnson's uh, in the uh, Race War. Paul Smith has got one for Matt Morgan. One can only assume, judging from his mules, that he is a sick Twisted individual, let's hear. Mad Morgan, What did he say? I don't understand. I don't know, it sounded like Morrissey. Mad Morgan, what an unusual young man. But nonetheless, well done. Adriana Hamby has got one for gay. Let's have a listen to that, the item gay. Pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. 
<laughs> Good. That's usable. Well done, Adriana Hamby. Ben Maudsley. I think we've seen that name before. Not just when I visit Matt in the Maudsley Mental Hospital, but in other circumstances too. Let's have a listen Where to Where I do volunteer work. <laughs> because of guilty feels for the way he abused me growing up. Some of those bed baths sting! Yes. Nice to have an electro pin pin ball bag dinkle dinkle pin. Blimey dinkle blimey nice dinkle dinkle sprinkle dinkle dinkle sprinkle winkle. Russell Brand likes hand in his hand while playing in his band on dry land. Dot radical radiant two dot ball bag balls sag make my balls sag like a hag. I'm worried about Stephen Hawking. I'm very <laughs> Stephen used to be a very good scientist, then all of a sudden he went through the looking glass. This is to Pete McCavener's Nanecdote jingle. Nanecdotes coming up later with Babs Wind. Good gracious, be careful, son. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've got a better one than that, haven't we? That other one's That's more punchy. That's freaking me out. It was a bit weird. It was a bit ethereal and otherworldly, wasn't it, Matt? A memory. Well, it was like a memory. It was like a memory as it was happening. Oh, I remembered that before oh. it began. Oh. Don't play again. No, it is oh, a memory. No, you idiot. Stop it now. That's not deja vu all over again. That's just something happening to us, you fool. Wesley Etienne. <laughs> wow, what a great name. Hey, listen. Wesley Etienne has Etienne. got one. Oh, Wesley at Ian, come on. Ready? Yeah. He is a very stylish man. Pin pin, Russell Brand. Drugs are bad, Russell Brand. And some guy called Matt. He is a very stylish man. I like thinking of people doing these things. Other jingles are available, blood. Hmm, interesting, but that's <laughs> his, his own anachronistic addition to the thing there. So, well done, Wesley. You're nice. Right, Douglas Ross here. Now, I believe Douglas has proven himself to be a great staple of the show. He's provided us with several jingles that we already like and use on a regular basis. Really? Yeah, he's done some of the good ones. I can't remember what they are, because you know me. I don't care about things unless they directly affect me. But he's certainly contributed to the show. Let's have a listen to his one, Nick the Vicar's son, about our producer. Nick, That's quite good, that's the story of it. There you are. It's quite moving. Very moving, that's for you, Reverend Philps, about your disgusting, disappointing little son who works with us and actively says that Christianity is a myth Don't and a lie. He that. says it every day. He says it's a pointless, pointless waste of everyone's time. So that was a I good. I drew an inverted cross on Nick's arm and he asked me to wash it oh, off. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was good. You was giving everyone tattoos that day. You did some good Spider Man ones and I everyone. Did, didn't I? It was a good point that day. Why can't you be like that every day? Why'd you let me there for? Why'd you show me up? So, uh, well, that's a good one, but I can't think of any situations where we'd actually play that ever again. But nice one, Douglas. Although, unless we ever got Nick's dad on the show somehow that'd be fun but who would, be ring him? who would ring him who would make the call you i can't be bothered mate 
I ain't got it in me, son. I can't be asked. Matt's speeding. We all know Matt is a recidivist, a criminal, a dirty criminal. That if he were to a try, recidivist and means does repeat it again. Offender. Done it again. Well, I've only done it once. You're always speeding. I've seen you speed. I see you reverse your car into someone, and I saw you take crack once. So how are you not so a recidivist? Car into someone when you was on the crack. When we was in a beef, <laughs> you, you reversed into that post. That Remember? post was called what was his name? Derek. Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man. He, no, he, I That's didn't realise he was drunk. He was carrying a plastic bag full of liquid. Yeah, why which was you, probably booze. We were in Ibiza. Matt was driving. Matt then like, was why trying to reverse. Why was I driving? Why was I driving? Why did I have to drive you around Ibiza? To get some drugs for me? Yes. <laughs> and I was in a car park and this bloke went, and he was like waving me backwards. Yeah, it was like he was doing the directions, but actually he didn't know what he was doing, did he? Yeah, so he directed us into a post. Well, it was a, ch a sort of two post and a chain. He directed us in a two post and a chain. <laughs> <laughs> two post and a chain. And he had a bag of liquid. I said, Matt, if you're offered directions from a man with a bag of liquid, do not. He had a carrier bag full of yellowy liquid. What was that liquid? We never found out. We didn't. Why would anyone have a bag of liquid? Now, he was sort of crouched down like he was in pain. And I think he might have been waving for us to help him. Yeah, they weren't even directions. And the bumper fell off and you just went, look, get it later, I need heroin. <laughs> <laughs> the heroin's got to be prioritised over this bumper, this bag of yellow liquid. It's useless to all of us. Let's move it along. Slow me down. Drugs Here's... are bad. Drugs are awful. I remember a drug once I'd done. Give me a headache. Oh, no, it got rid of it. It was Nurofen. Delicious. Other headache pills are available. No drugs, drugs are bad. Max Speeding says, En Stradivinidis. Nicky, burn him on sea. Burn him on sea. Burn him on sea. Hello, Russell. Matt and Mr. G, Poet Laureate of the show. If it's not too late, Matt should definitely go on the speed workshop. It's like spending a day in a Victoria wood sketch. The one I went to had two instructors with matching sweatshirts. You had to write your name on a label and wear it and then examine why you're a bad driver with the group. There's free tea and biscuits and you come away with a certificate. It's great fun. Nicky. Burn them on C. C? Why That's don't you join in? Matching sweaters. A certificate. You've never won anything, have you? Yes, I have. What? Loads of things. <laughs> if you think you're coming and accept that BAFTA with me, if we win it, which we will. If you think you're I coming... I don't want to. That's my... I hate things like that. You are. I'll drag you up on that Because I know what You'll go, come up, come up, come up. I will. Then we'll get up there. <laughs> then you'll do all the talking. Yep. And then there won't be a yep. space for me. Yep, and then no. we'll have to get off. Yep, that's right. Come and do it! It's pretty great! <laughs> Come on, come and get a BAFTA. If we win it, we might not win a BAFTA. I've tried to share. I've been on camera with you before. What happened? It was fun. You pushed me out of the way. <laughs> you were in off. the way. I like sharing the limelight. I like sharing the limelight. Don't we I? We interviewed two blind men. Do you remember that on a bridge in America? Yeah. It was a lovely day He was day standing out. in front of me. Wherever the camera went, Russell went and stood in front of me. That is called professionalism. <laughs> Look at you trying to... You took advantage of them blindies. No, I didn't. You did? I Ma said I made a joke. You kept throwing your voice. Hello! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> ah, ah, a seagull! Ah, ah. You took advantage of him and you said one spoke like the one out of Family Guy. He then did. what was the joke you made? Blind leading the blind. Out of order! No, I said it because I thought you were going to say it when they walked off. No! Two blind guys and I went... Go on, say it. Blind leading the blind. You I wasn't going to say it, though. You did. You went, <laughs> that's the best joke ever. Go and kick him. No. <laughs> oh, did I go, Daniel, my brother, you are older than me, and sing a touching ballad to their blind condition. <laughs> Vicious pig. <laughs> Who's next? The death? <laughs> Lay on your hit list. Yeah. I, I love all people. All of them. Don't matter what's up with you, mate. I love you. <laughs> up and down the scale, side to side, whatever you've got. I love you, so I'm only mucking around. Right. 
Oh, F it, the ring's gone. That's more of me tomfoolery. I'll have to earn another billion to pay for that now. What's that skull ring? Nah, it's not a skull ring, it's got a rose on it, it's nice. Okay, got a letter here from a young man. Roland Rat, he claims to be called. Hello, Russell, this is Roland Rat. I live in a sewer under Hollywood at the Rat Cave. I'm back in London, can I come on your show? That's not the real Roland Rat, is it? Oh, I'd like to talk to him. Would yeah, you? get him. <gasps> Grip bags. Hey, <laughs> What would you mean, grot bags? Is she on the phone? He's <laughs> <laughs> got bags on the phone? What else would I say, grot bags? I just thought you did to sign it. I thought you were talking about that yellow bag of fluid when we were in a beefer. Oh, yeah. Grot bags, are you there? What are you doing, you stupid little brats? Oh, Jesus Christ. What are you up to? Well, I'll tell you what's happening now, baby. I'm getting stiff as a board. And what do you think is in the bag? When you're it's custard, you stupid boy. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the undertones when I used to watch that show. So sorry, lads. Hello, how are you? Hello. Carol Lee Scott, aka Grotbags actress. It is lovely to have you on the show. Thank you for coming to speak to us. Thank are you, you all right? Thank you for inviting me. It's a great pleasure. It's lovely to have you on. Even though you played a hideous vile witch in the Pink Windmill shows, oh, I oi, all... oi, oi, oi! What? Sorry. Yeah. of the hideous. Well, you were revolting. I was the most beautiful talented, wonderful, colourful lady in the whole wide world. I... I was the bestest witch what you've ever met, Sunshine. Well, listen, listen, I was building up to this statement, and here it comes, hang on to your hat, even and if it's then... not a witch's one. You turned me on, Grotbags, how do you oh, like that? thank you so much. Because, aside from being Grotbags, you look you like... You were behind you... the settee, weren't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was behind the settee. Because you look like you had quite big knockers, have you? Pardon? Nothing. <laughs> Matt, you had a question. What was it? Why did you want uh, emu? <laughs> question. That's the question formulated in the mind of a nine-year-old. Then with his power and mine, oh. I would have controlled every mm. single little brat in the whole wide world. But emu didn't have no power, did he? What oh, yes, he, he did. He was an idiot, wasn't he? Yes, I mean... he did. Well, he was, yes, but he didn't like to tell people <laughs> What's that, going though? on with croc? Oh, little crocky poos. Oh. He's in the Everglades at the moment, sunbathing. <laughs> Not bad, is it, our impressions? That was very good. Yeah, that's yes, another one. Uh, David Tate played croc, and he was um, a dancer, and he's now working in the West End, I believe, at the moment. Is he gay, the actor that played him? Yes, of course he is. Oh, nice one. All right. And he's a smashing guy. I love him to death. Well, be careful, that's what I'd say. <laughs> Don't love him right to death. Wicked way. What a way to go. Being well, loved to death by grot bags. Now, if it's not a personal question, what is your bra size? If it's not a personal question. Um, uh, uh, I've got Come to on. Think. Come on, grot bags. No, I've, I've really got to think now. Tell Uncle Daddy. Um, <laughs> Tell 46. Uncle... 46 what? What's the letter? Come on, uh, it's all I'm in the letter. Oh, we need the letter! You, you've I got think to you're... get that. Oh, um, you're right in the middle of the alphabet, Joe, you sorty man. What? What, Matthew? <laughs> sexist. That, how's that sexist? If men have boobs, I'd like them. Very, very personal, that question. Sorry, so God, very she's personal. <laughs> she's really angry about this. Yeah, not as angry as your stupid question, Maida. Why does she want emu? Courses to unite the power. Don't you know nothing about electricity? What? Electricity has got nothing to do with it. Yeah, I know, I just said it. <laughs> Listen, right, yeah, hold up. with wind power, you know. Mm. Yeah, windmills. See? That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, windmill, of course it was. Yes! Grotbags! Yes! What were the most memorable times, or actually, actress Carol Lee Scott, who plays Grotbags, what are the most memorable times whilst playing Grotbags? I think doing the royal show. 
The Royal Show? You don't the, even perform? The, um, the Royal Command Show for... Uh, we did one for Princess Anne mm. and uh, Princess Margaret. What they like? And that was absolutely fantastic. Something that I will never, ever forget. Well, what happened? Great pleasure. It was lovely. It was really good. Did anything fun. good happen? Did they? Were they nice? They were lovely. I met the Queen once. Kind. She was all very right. Kind. Nice, the Queen was. Met her once. So and Prince Philip, long eyebrows. I was yes. thinking as he went by, look at the old eyebrows reaching out into the world. Okay, so that was memorable. Yes. Uh, why are you called Grot Bags in that program? Um, it just seemed a good idea at the time. Hmm. It was just a good name that came out. Because I suppose and, it's like vaguely uh, on a pick. Yeah, we just thought, oh, yeah, big rock bags, that'll be fun. Uh, did you get on well with Rod Hull, or was this on-screen tension real? There was no on-screen tension. Sexual tension? No. <laughs> no, because I, he was far too young for me. Was he? I mean, I, I am I am 486 years old. Do not. Come on. Um, and, and he was a spring chicken at 60-odd, you know? Bloody hell. Yeah, it's a shame. He it? was a very, very clever man. He, he wrote the series. He wrote books. He wrote poetry. I liked him. Very, very clever and, and misunderstood man. Was he misunderstood? In what, mm. Really? Yeah, people didn't realise how deep he was, you know, and how, how clever. All right, I, I liked him. Yep. I didn't realise, I suppose, he was deep. Hold on, I've got something being handed something. <laughs> right, Carol sent me this email earlier on when she thought we weren't going to phone us, says our producer, Nick Philps, who is the son of a vicar who cannot sleep because of guilt about his religious views. Right. <clears throat> if this was a hoax, then it was a good one and took a lot of people. I wish the BBC had better things to do with their time. I had a dinner party interrupted and apologies required. When I rang just now, some idiot decided to tell me it was a wrong number. Thank you for wasting my time. Do not try and contact me again. And please try and employ people with some manners. Who have bad manners, Carol? We will have them fired. The people who answered the phone. What were they like? Have you got a name? Cause no, I've got no idea. Man or woman? Man or woman? Man. Man, right. Did he sound like he might be a bit... Yes, yes, definitely. Right, you're fired, Paul. Paul's gone. Paul's gone. Good. Or did he have the air of a, a vicar's son who's let his dad down? No, definitely. Nick... Nick is absolutely fantastic. Well, tell his dad, because his dad's ashamed of him. So very impressed. Paul. Paul, Paul, never insult Carol again, That's Carol. That's right, because I'm bigger than him. You certainly are. We know your bra size. That's right. We don't know the letter, but we know the number. And there's I a... told you the letter. It's F. F for Freddy. Grot bags. Fun bags, more like it. <laughs> Grot bags, you have been a fantastic guest. Thank you very much, Carol. Sorry it's for that person being rude. And belated... Uh, Easter greetings. Bless you as well. Happy Easter to you as well, Carol. Thanks for Love coming on our show. You, Sorry that bye that bye. person was Have rude. They will be fired. Thank you very bye. much, Carol. Bye. 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 There she goes. Oh, Carol. Have a little clap for her. <laughs> that was all right, wasn't it? A bit yeah. mental. Why not? Nice. You, I did sexualise that one quite well, I thought. She was green, wasn't she? Her skin was green. Yeah. And you also used to get turned on by the Incredible Hulk's green oh, boobs. Yeah, he had big green boobs. Grot bag, big green boobs. And lettuce bikinis, green oh, boobs. Oh, yeah, green boobs again. Sort of like septic milk. That's what I'm into. Jolly Green Giant. Everyone look up his little kilt. I wanted to get that kilt. I pulled out of one side. I pull his nuts forward. Pull them all talk, Kermit. Hey! You can do a good Kermit, can't you? Hey, come on, show Oh, can't. can't be bothered. Uh, Lovely. What an attitude. <laughs> live on radio. Matthew Morgan. Well, not live, actually. Pre-recorded. But nonetheless, it would be nice if you joined in. Join in, you little sod. On the show, in a minute, some things will be happening. And those things are my new regular item, Gay. Here is that item beginning now. Pretty. Oh, so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. 
Got an email here from Charlie Mack. He says, hi, Russ, Matt, and Mr. G. I have a gay problem. My sexy boyfriend, Ollie G-Unit. What's that mean, G-Unit? Like, he's a big geezer or something. Or oh. Mr. G looking up, suddenly looking a bit guilty. That's like to do with 50 Cent, isn't it? Yeah. Ollie G Unit. Oh, okay. Is in Australia till June, and I'm worried he's cheating on me. Should I just ask him if he is, or just not worry about it? He tells me he's sleeping away around Melbourne in a jokey sort of way, but I'm concerned he's not joking. I think there's a thriving <coughs> gay community in Melbourne. People say that jokingly, don't they, to sort of... To lessen the it guilt. a bit. <laughs> 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 Every night. Yeah. Every night. Oh, what are you up to? Oh, but I mean in that. And then by the time we get back, you're just a bit used to the idea. Hmm. It's a technique I've been using for quite some time. Should I go out there for a while? Please help me. I love no. the show. Charlie Mack. Well, what's that then? Don't go out there. Because it'll be all the vibe will be all wrong. That person's out. <clears> they've <throat> gone there for a reason. Mm. Then you'll turn up and go. Hey, where's the party? Right. Mm. Are you speaking from your own bitter experiences in what? Australia? <laughs> when you went to Australia to join the Love Run and it all went all wrong and you yes, fell into the I sea fell and drowned. G units trapped too. I, you're not the first to fall under G units spell. You're the peculiar allure, doesn't he? G unit sounds like a great big oath to me. We've got Sharon Smith in here. She probably re look at her sitting up like a dog in its name <laughs> do, you, do you want to give some advice then about what that give it down matt's microphone see if you're any good what should i give you advice about because actually when you were talking about that i was just doing a little yawn what? that was a good item what have you got to do do you not know what that was about yeah a little bit go on then no, what should I you do go australia or not i got slightly distracted you know what? i was looking at matt's screen and trying to work it out what it was because don't try and work it out don't try and work very out very difficult it like doesn't look very complicated it is like so the matrix. It, to be fair that's airplane. what i was matrix. distracted with, but with, with, with that matrix 2 <laughs> what you're distracted by it. by that screen i was really staring at it just going what does it mean what's what's going on Is sharon what you're supposed to be my friend stylist assistant what i say don't go to australia don't <laughs> <laughs> say, say no that. i am your friend stylist and assistant but really in my advice you just don't go to australia don't go to australia <laughs> good advice there everyone hey. don't go australia mix some with mix some kill a little rabbit and also, uh, Charlie Max says, Sarah, he loves you. <clears throat> Another gay problem here. Hang on, how is what? that a gay problem? Because he's worried about off to see his gay mate. Oh, okay. That's what... Well, what, is anyone listening? I love Sarah. I'm trying to help gays. <laughs> am I the only one who cares about gays? G's out there in the theatre, hanging out, being as gay as you like. I mean, G, the only one who cares what it's like to be gay. Yeah? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> There's another gay thing here. It's from Paul. There's a gentleman who I work with called Roger Gay. Can you tell me if this is an unconstance of verb and noun combination or an accidentally noun-noun marriage? He's always maintained he would change his name, and I agree. If he has conquered high school with his affliction, is it good for him? What do you think? P.S. What were his parents thinking? Paul from Glasgow. Nice Roger name. Guy. Good, isn't it? It's a novelty. Some people can get by on things like that. What I'm more interested in is there's this bloke Sharon used to work with called Mr. Gammon used to make sure everyone called him Mr. Gammon all the time wouldn't let no wouldn't tell you you had to call him Mr. Gammon in what context what did he do he was like what was he Sharon he's a costume designer but still to this day and I work with him quite a lot I still do not know what his real name was and even I meet people now that make up artists and stuff like that they go oh you work with Mr. Gammon and I still sort of say do you actually did you ever find out and they go no it's just Gammon Mr. so you have Gammon. to call him Mr. No, Gammon no, you call him Mr. Formal, Gammon or Gammon it? Formal. Yeah. Puts Gammon, him above yeah. you. he's putting himself above I'd you call him Mr. Mate. Gammon. But Mush. Even clients, they called him Mr. Gammon. It's oh, quite tip difficult. Milk. Tip milk, go over here. Design me a cosy. I want one what makes my nub look nice. That number nine in. I'm number nine you. If you number nine me, I'll number nine you right back. 
What are you talking about, number nine? Undermine, don't know, sometimes language, different it up, different it up a bit. Come on, get on with your gay items. Is there any more gay problems? No, I think that's all the gay problems solved. Uh, hold on, hold on, I didn't solve that one. Yeah, let that bloke have his name. That's not even a problem, is it? Later on, we're going to talk to Barbara Windsor and we'll have Noel Gallagher on the programme and all. What? Barbara Windsor? Are you excited about Barbara Windsor, Sharon? Sharon's here, Anna's here, and a little people from our little organisation. Oh, there's the there, like a couple of slags. <laughs> oh, nice. Matthew? Yes. What are you saying? Hold on, you had something you were telling me. You're going to a spa? <clears throat> yes. What are you going to spa for? Something wrong with you? Relax. <laughs> to convalesce. <laughs> like Gordon nice. Simpson. What's that thing Gordon Simpson met in? I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's called a sort of like a symposium or something. Symposium, sanatorium, sanatorium, sanitarium. That's it. Someone told you that Daniel Lugbox, didn't they? Yes, sanitarium. And you. You've got the same I don't get it. As I me. don't get the message. That's because it's off your ear. Oh yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. My neck doesn't pick up vibrations in quite the same way. I've been using my gills for weeks now. Uh, yeah, Gil and Simpson met down a sanitarium, yeah. right? I'm they not they going wrote to a sanitarium. What's wrong I'm with going you? To a spa. Have you got bronchitis? No. What's wrong? With you? Elephant Man died of that. I'm going to go and be sat in a garden in a wooden wheelchair with a blanket over my legs. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a figure of fun, sat out there in your wooden wheelchair with a blanket over your legs, eating licorice and smoking woodbines. Smokes ain't good for you, you fool, you mad fool. So you go to a nice spa. Why are you going to a spa for? You know, because I want to. You won't fit in. Yes, I will. You've I been always fit in. You don't always fit in. You stand out. I didn't fit in when I went to a spa with you because you stuck a poster on my door saying I was a sex criminal. <laughs> and, I to, and the hotel said, if you want to put this on your door, we, it's going to upset the other guests. Can you phone us on reception for I'd actually done it? <laughs> ridiculous bit of honesty yeah because no sex criminal would advertise that fact <laughs> under a self-imposed megan's law putting on their door oh, i am a sex criminal know this of me yeah it's a bit crackers that but you learned a valuable lesson I and did. also you saw when we, me and matt were getting a jacuzzi down that spa with my lovely legs weren't they nice no was, what's wrong no. with my lovely leg go on don't undermine he them. feminized it he I'll could have had like... a Scarface moment, but he had to put his legs up. Look at my legs. Look how I can point my toes. Look at the arch of my foot. <laughs> like a lolly lady's legs, aren't they? Legs. Hmm, is that getting you going, is it? Mm -hmm. No, it was ruining my whole day. <laughs> the whole day ruined. So what makes you think that this time it's going to be any different at the spa? It's going to be nice. How? How are you going to Because I'm going to go on? there, relax, do some work. Who are you going to go with? Your lady friend? My laptop. <laughs> is that what you call her? Pop her on your lap! <laughs> Have a lovely bit of fun! <laughs> you and your laptop. Now, when I phoned up and, uh, you know, and I was talking to the woman, she said, Oh, I'll send you confirmation. And then she goes, Would you rather I didn't send it to your home address? Do you want it sent to a business address? Or do you want me to not send it at all and you can mm. pick it up when you come? Mm. And I said, Oh, why'd you do that? Is that because people might have affairs? Yeah, I bet you were right. Yeah, and then she goes, no, actually, it's because some people buy it as a present for their partner. <laughs> for their lovely <laughs> wife, who they love very much. Like my husband, Barry, loves me. As if I was, you know, and then she sort of, you know, seemed a bit ticked off about it. She so tick her oh, off. Oh, no, trust me to see the negative. And she went, yes, but we all have our secrets. We all have our dark secrets. A dark place like a graveyard where we must never do again. They're so dirty and he was cuddling on tip. Why is she so uptight about everything? Know. Oh, we left something in an hotel once, right? And they don't, so the reason they don't go phone you up and go, oh, you left something in the hotel is because of people having affairs. Yeah. So you were right, Matthew. And what about when you film stuff for TV, you have to put up posters in case someone's gone there having an affair. Having an affair. And you out them as an affair, I have. Why is everyone having affairs? I've never had an affair. Stop having affairs, you perverts! Sit down, relax, unwind, go to a spa with your lovely wife. Of course the sex not as good as it was, of course it isn't. What did you expect was going to happen when you got married? But you'll get down that spa with your wife. And if you are a sex criminal, 
Put it on the door. Put it on the door like a little red cross. <laughs> all right, Matthew. Yeah. Go in the spa. Yeah. You go in the little spa. You go to spas all the time. Don't try and judge me on it. I judge you as a spa goer. I judge you as being out of touch with a man on the street. And I'm that man leading a revolution, leading people to freedom. That's why when I'm down the theatre watching G's show, all them yeah. kids, all different colours these kiddies are, come on, old Russ, they do. A modern day Fagin. Yeah? What are you looking for? What are you looking over there for? I'm looking, I'm sorting out music. <laughs> you idiot! Get on with your job! I'm That's... listening. What? What, you just started going on? Noises. Uh, that was not noises, that was an articulate debate about classmates. Something that probably don't interest you, because you're always noncing around in the spas. Okay, so, what, do you want to play a record or something? Yeah, I don't know what, though. Gold mine gutted, bright eyes, get a grip. What about my selection? Oh, what about your song? You haven't you got another song that you did? Yeah, Black Kids. Oh, well, no, my song. Yeah, yeah, me. That's good. All right, stick that on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got to do something. I've got to find it. We've got to do something by me. This is good. Now, when I was in that film, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, other films are available, not as good as that one. I ain't got me in them. Yeah, I went, I went for breakfast with Leslie Douglas, controller of Radio 2 today. Very interesting developments there. Matt Morgan, <laughs> slowing us down. Matt the Albatross, swinging around. Keeping us Nick. on the air, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, it was very good breakfast. The show's looking good. We could be on this show for years more if we play our cards right. Now, uh, okay, what's going on? Stick this on, are you? Have you found my record yet? Well, no, we put, uh, do something. Oh, yeah, that, that's that's Infant another one, sorrow. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, someone sent me a letter about that. Infant Sorrow. Right, hold on, I've got a letter. There's a letter here from a young man. Probably I knocked it on the ground. Oh, well, this is terrible radio. No, we might as well go Matt. back and cut Don't this all go. out. That's all right. It's good. This is one of the best bits we've ever done. Come on, be a bit more confident in it. Right, so where is that? Come on, Nick. Oh, oh so there it was. Right in front of me. No, here, email. <clears throat> Hello, Russell, Matt and G, says Vicky Little Moore. Russ, I love the Infant Sorrow song. Everyone's been so pleasantly surprised by how good it is. Well done. I just thought you might be interested to know that Infant Sorrow was a poem by William Blake. I've attached it to this thing. Infant Sorrow by William Blake. Here's a poet. This is a poem, G, yeah? This is going to blow your mind. Not poncing around the West End in a dressing <laughs> gown, going, oh, look at those girls' tummies. Actual poetry. <laughs> girl, just, you should want to see G. No, oh, no. oh, look at them girls. <laughs> look at all these dancing girls. They're all dancing. That's what he's like. They're wearing skimpy outfits. They're skimpy, yeah. They're all right, these dancers, mate. You should want to go along and have a butcher's. Go on. What? Oh my god. What? Dirty den. <laughs> I want to go down there and have a butcher's <laughs> People ask for your autograph and everything. Oh, they went for you. Sorry. That's yeah. <laughs> just me. Yeah, get yourself an eyeful. Never know, might be some extras I've in been it. followed. <laughs> I was being followed. It was the followers. Following poor old Russ around that. Like, like, hey, give me the willies. Infant Sorrow by William Blake. Blake. Break dance. <laughs> right, who says the show is not brill? Them persons are idiots. And that's why this is a bit of high culture here by Billy Blake. See angels in the trees around Clapton Common. Bit of info for you there. My mother groaned, my father wept into the dangerous world. I leapt helpless, naked, piping loud like a fiend hid in a cloud. Struggling in my father's hands, driving against my swaddling bands. Bound and weary, I thought best to sulk upon my mother's breast. Infant sorrow, yeah. Good bit of poetry. Very there. Good. Oh, Blakey. 
Liverpool, get you back there. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> south, south, south London. Just leaving a message for Noel Gallagher because I think because I'm ringing from a new phone because there's been a lot of nonsense with my phone. I think I was being followed a bit. Changed my phone changed number. Phone? No, it's Russell. It's my new phone number. Give us a bill back. Want you come on the radio? Alright, oh, mate. Ta-ta, love you. Ring, ring me back on this number. On this number. Alright, bye, Noel. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Lavo. Um, <clears throat> I think that's got doesn't what? tell you what number it is when you ring it. Is it private? If I rang you I on it. I don't know. I nah, think... that's America. That's when I'm in America. Oh, okay. Okay, now this is a special moment and a moment we've been building to for many, many years now. As a young boy, I dreamed that one day I would say these words. I thought perhaps the day would never come, but that day has come. That day is now day. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our radio show, Barbara Windsor. Barbara? <laughs> Hello, darling. How are you? Oh, we're ever so well. Are you all right, darling? <laughs> I am good. I don't know if your producers told you, but I'm sitting in a theatre, the Wimbledon Theatre. Oh, yeah. It's completely empty. I'm sitting up in the Get theater out. circle right at the back. What are you doing in an empty theatre? Well, I, I came to see my great friend, Anita Dobson, who mm. played Angie in EastEnders. Yeah, no, we'll never forget. And she's appearing in Hello, Dolly. Oh, so yeah. I came to see her, because I'm a big theatre girl, and I love this, this particular piece, Hello, Dolly. Yeah. And I was asked to talk to you, and you know I'm bit in love with you, don't you? I didn't know that it had crossed the boundaries into love. I'm really glad that it has. <laughs> well, yes, I think you're absolutely fantastic. And oh. I never got to, t- to talk to you much when we did that, um, the Graham Norton show, did I? No, and not I came really home enough. and I said to my old man, oh, crikey, I didn't get to talk to him much. He gave me a kiss and I said, so I should be grateful for that. Do you really talk like that when you're at home with your old man? Oh, crikey! <laughs> yes, I oh, do. <laughs> you're never off duty, are you, Barbara Windsor? 24 yeah, I, hours a day. Oh, Barbara. Hey, your husband, Scott, I know him. He's a nice fella. Yeah, he's really, really good. He's good for me. Funny, he's much younger than me, but he's tough. He's mm. really, you know, I needed somebody like that as I got older because I was getting a bit, I was getting a bit stupid. <laughs> and I hit that silly age of 60 and I still thought I could run around like a teenager. What do you, you mean know? by that, Babs? Run around like, like a teenager? What do you mean run around like a teenager? Up to no good. Well, Monkey business. you know, being, being silly, you know, going out after I've finished work when I should right. be taking it easy, which I do now. And, oh. and in fact, I'm quite boring now, actually. I don't <laughs> believe it, that. But, it, but I think you have to do. I mean, I'm 70 now, so. No. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I was Blimey. 70 this year. Oh. Last year, last Barbara, year. Barbara, I've just had to redress my whole strategy. Up until months way. ago, I thought that having sex with a 70-year-old woman was unacceptable. Now I think it's an absolute necessity. Oh, thank you. You just made an ageing sex symbol very, very happy with those words. And you thank made you so a much. relatively young one do something now, listen, very unprofessional. you've been in America, haven't you, making films? Oh, God, you're professional. Yes, I have been, actually. It's going quite well. Well, you know, what's it like? Because I've never made a film in America. I, I was offered to, but I was in a show. In, each time I was in a West End show, and in those days you had to sign for the whole run of the show you know so right. they wouldn't let you go and so i never got to do them so i just wondered what it would be like making a film over there it's all right you know they've got loads of money and everything's much more professional than over here you know very serious you feel that there's a lot of money behind it and yeah. people take it they seriously pay a, they pay a lot more money than they do over here a lot of dough in it and like yeah. people are very sort but you feel like you can't sort of be muck around or else they'll they'll be all over you do yeah. they treat you like a real lardy what's it well i mean i've been treated like a little princess tell you the truth Really, have you? Yeah, no, they're nice to me. Because here, you know, they kind of say make your own way there, don't they, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. yeah go on, see you there. Bring a camera, <laughs> could you? <laughs> Dress up in a cosy, will you? Listen, guess what my husband bought me for Valentine's Day? Um, is... My bookie wookie. You're joking? Yeah, and I Russ. started to read it last night, and I said to my husband, I'm not, I don't, no, I'm not going to read it, I want to go on holiday, because I'm going away in a few days. <laughs> well, you mate, know, you just read a little bit of it and wanted to go on holiday? 
You're going to read it? Well, no, it's, it's, I really want to sit there and concentrate because yeah. I've got scripts here, you see. Oh. I've always got masses of scripts around me. Yeah. And I, you know, and so I thought to myself, when I get away and I don't have any scripts, that's when I want to read it. Babs, he bought me that and Peggy Lee's book, Fever. Yeah. Babs, oh. we're, making, we're making my bookie book into a film with the brilliant English filmmaker Michael Winterbottom, right? He made loads of good films, Welcome right. to Sarajevo, Nine Songs, things like that, 24-hour pie people, brilliant genius Fantastic. he is. And that is such, such a compliment to you to make. Good, isn't it? Mean, be in way. it. Come and be in it. Oh, I'd love to. Can That'd I have a good. little cameo role? Yeah, you can. That'd be yeah, good, wouldn't it? Yeah, okay. But I, I tell you, that is such a compliment. That is fantastic for you, that they're going to do your life. Ah, it's brilliant. Good, brilliant. isn't it? But you've lived such a lot, you see. So have I you, mean, though. What have you what? been up to? Oh, dear. Skylarking around. You, you've, I can't hear you. Sorry. Well, you've got up to a lot of, you know, you've been up to all sorts, haven't you? You've been through the mill, yeah, you've had a well, few I'm adventures. I'm really lucky in as much as this. I started out in theatre. Yeah. You know, people only know me, and I'm, I don't I love, I love the fact that EastEnders and Carry On, that's great. Yeah. But I've done, I'm more theatre, actually. Right, so right. I've had a great life. I've really had a, you know, it's been terrific. Since I was 13, I've been in the business. And? And I love this business. I love it with a passion. And all the gangsters? Oh, well, yeah, you know, it wasn't like it seems. It's just that, you know, I, I did them a favour once by doing a charity, and they they, they saw them, the boys, the craze, and then they let me have their club for a, a film, I May Sparrows Can't Sing, and so that was about all it was, you know right. what I mean? Of course, my first husband was a bit of a rascal. He was he a was bit of a rascal, wasn't he? You're wrong. Yeah. But he was a good rascal. He was yeah. a very sweet man, you know. Yeah. And uh, but there we go. No, that's fair enough. But I think you're best off with Scott, lovely fella. Now he is, he is good. Go on, darling. Go we've on. got some questions for you, please. And okay. here. Oh, they... by the way, I live round the corner from Noel Gallagher. Do you? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so you're not far from here. So yeah, I'm. I'm right round the corner from. From I'm in Marylebone. Say hello to him. He's enough friendly. Oh, is that where you are in Marylebone? Yeah, we're at, we're like at the BBC Radio oh, Two. Oh, the BBC. There's a one I haven't seen you because I'm always walking up. Well, I'm always there, aren't I? Oh, you're lovely. Oh, I should look out for you next time. We can have a little something. <laughs> I'd love to you. have a little natter. Meet okay, up, have a natter. That'd yeah. be nice. Okay, go on. Ask me your questions. Right here they are. <clears throat> yeah. After you won uh, the first Rear of the Year award, they didn't award it again for f another five years. Is that because your rear was so bloody perfect that other people's exactly. rears were disgusting? Was, I tell you what, when they, they said my... Actually, it was called Bottom of the Year Award in those days. Right. And when they said they'd had my name, I said, no, no, I don't want it. I, I, don't, want it. I, I don't want that. That's, I'm an actor, you know. And they, and they... But you know the real reason was because I was against people like Susan George, real great-looking birds. Mm. And when I won it, I couldn't wait to go up there with me little grubby hands. <laughs> you know. But then I was surprised they didn't do it for a few years, you know, and then it came back as rear of the year. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, I, I don't know why. I mean, it was just one of those things. Yeah, you know? I think you deserve it. Oh, bless you. Think... Yeah, it was quite a cute bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, Bob, we were talking about it earlier. Of course, you know, the famous uh, carry-on camping moment that helped oh, me so through silly. puberty. It's so silly, that, isn't it? It's such a silly little... And you know what? what? It... it, it it's one of the most, it's in the top ten in, in all the, you know, the scenes that are shown. It's mm. in the top ten in the whole of films. And I just think that that's absolutely amazing. It was done in, as you know, in a, a field at the back of the back of the studio. Yeah. It was bloody January. It was freezing cold and the mud, they all sprayed with green and they planted trees. Today. It was nothing like the way it did. And they had this little old man with a fishing rod. That's how they pulled it off. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I was terrified of 
the, the, the guy seeing anybody seeing mm. uh, my boobs, you know. How did you make sure like, that they didn't? That. What, darling? How did you make sure your boobs was covered? What was yeah, the technique? Yeah, we had to be because it was, you know, we had sensors, didn't we? The sensors. And so uh, they, they said, well, we've got this little old boy. He's retiring in a week's time. <laughs> Give him they, a treat. <laughs> yeah, and he gave me, they had a fishing rod and they stuck a hook on my bra. And then it was, come along, Barbara, out they go, you know, dear Kenny. And uh, the first time it didn't work and I was put, it, the bra didn't come off and I fell into the mud head first. Oh, and they, they, had, they couldn't have cared down. They said, get her up, wipe her down and go again. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm and, like and, after and most of my exploits in my fishing rod, till with the truth, Babs. <laughs> get her up, wipe her down, let's go again. <laughs> no trouble. And the second time, Hattie accidentally pulled my arm and I they showed... Uh, the right boob. Yeah, I saw the size. And of they it. said, "Oh, we've got to go again." Anyway, so we went and got the third time was right. You and do then see when a bit of side. The third time we did it was was fine with no showing boobs, no nothing. And they took two to the um, sensor. It was John Chosalian or something in those days. Oh yeah. And they said, "This is the one we'd like to use. Is the one showing the boob." And there's this other one. And he looked at it. He said, "Well, I don't think Miss Windsor's right boob is going to corrupt the nation." And they passed it. How wrong he so, was, uh, <laughs> because it sent me crackers. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, there we go. <laughs> That's a lovely story. Babs, who did you get on best with? Uh, Kenneth Williams, Sid James, uh, uh, Bernard Breslau, what ones well, Kenneth was is my very best friend. Really? Kenneth was my... And there isn't, you know, something, Russell, there isn't... A day goes by when I don't think about him. Something happens, especially I live in Marylebone, and he was, yeah. that's where he lived. He was wonderful. He came on my first honeymoon with me. Was that not a bit you impressive? Have Ken Williams on your honeymoon? What's your husband yeah, think? Yeah, it was Ronnie, yeah. It was, funny yeah, night. Yeah, it was fantastic. How did they get on? Oh, it, this was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I was doing my first carry-on film, Comes By With Me. We didn't get on at the beginning because it was very sharp with people, especially right. new people. Anyway, I was very flashy in those days, so I gave him as good as I got. And then yeah. he said, oh, I love her. She's lovely, isn't she? And we used to talk about it. And I said that I just got married and I was going on my honeymoon. And he said, well, how long have you been with this fellow? I said, two years. He said, well, it's not an honeymoon, is it, really? It's just an holiday. He said, and I'm thinking of going away. And that's what happened. And he went away. <laughs> he invited himself on your honeymoon? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he was right. I'd been with Ronnie three years, you see. Anyway, oh. um, well, he didn't tell me. He was bringing his mum and his sister. Can you believe his mum and his sister? Yeah, his mum and his sister, yeah. So we went to Funchal Madeira and I tell you, it was it was a monstrous time. It really was. He was rude. If anyone came up and asked for his autograph, he'd say, No, I'm on holiday and I would argue and say, Please, they're our fans, you know. And, you know, it was you know, but he and Ronnie used to go off and leave me and his sister and his mum. Oh, on your honeymoon? You spend yeah. your honeymoon with Kenneth Williams' sister and mum? Well, yeah. Ronnie Knight and Kenneth Williams romped off. That's right. And about a year later, we were walking up the corridor at Pinewood Studios where we make the movies, and he suddenly looked at me and said, you know, he said, um, if you ever left Ronnie, I'd like to marry you. So, and then he went, but there'd be no sex. I said, well, piss off then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to swear. That's all right. Don't worry about that, Barbara. You're in an institution. You're allowed to do some swearing. I don't yeah, think right. Barbara Windsor saying piss will corrupt the nation. No, no. To no, paraphrase no. that sense. Oh. Uh, he, he was great. But of course, Sid and I had a little fling, and there we go. So. Did he laugh like that in real life? What? Yeah, who Sid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. He was. He was great. He was great. He was really nothing like 
I ever think he, we, we see him. I mean, he had a bit of it. One day he'd have an American accent, the next day it'd be he's South African because that's where he came from, South Africa. Or other times it would be Cockney. He was very sharp, and the women absolutely fancied him so much. What charisma? Did he have lots of charisma? Loads. Uh, it oodles and oodles of it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so he could just get everything's round to sex quite quickly. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> oh, I like the sound of, so that's funny, isn't it? Because when you watch them films, that was what it was. That was the genuine relationship between yes, them. It was, right. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of acting there. Oh, that's a brilliant breakthrough. Thanks. But Babs. it was it was great. And now let me tell you about all those people. They were highly, highly talented. You know, they sang, mm. they danced, they did every accent, and they all did theatre as well. I mean. Sid was a great song and dance man. And, uh, and you know, Kenny had played the Dauphin in Henry, you know. And mm. they were all, but not selfish. If a, a, a line suited you, you know, like Joan would say, you take that part. It was a very good atmosphere. It really was. Not selfish <laughs> unless it was your honeymoon and they decided to turn up <laughs> uninvited, unplanned for. Oh, Barbara, well, that was the beginning of a great friendship. It really was. Barbara, they're lovely yeah. stories. Thank you so much for giving us your time and coming now, on listen, the radio show. And bless you. And well done, young man. Thank you. You're not only handsome, you're talented. And, <sighs> well, you're, oh, thank people you. love you. Oh, okay, now listen, I look forward to reading your book and I look forward to having a little cameo role, yeah, come on, be in it. Cameo role on your film, okay? Thanks, Babs. It's been an I absolute pleasure you. to talk to you. Love God to Scott. Bless you. Talk to you later. Love, yeah, and love to all the, your listeners. Take care. Bye-bye, oh. Barbara. Bye, Bye, darling. Bye, Bye, love. Yeah. Bye. 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 Oh, Barbara Windsor. Cut to her reading your book in a couple of weeks. Slamming oh. it shut. And what? <laughs> <laughs> what a pervert! <laughs> hey, bled! <laughs> He's a wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weren't she lovely? Yeah. Barbara Windsor there. Nice listen... to hear about Kenneth. Oh, yeah, wasn't it? Good. I wanted to ask more about Kenneth, but we could have got a bit too intricate about it. because I wanted to talk to her, yeah. Where should we get one again? Didn't like people using his toilet and stuff. No, nah, that's what I'm really interested about. That is obsession with that. because it's close to you. That's why you're interested well, in it. I don't mind people using my toilet. Yeah, as long as they eat their dinner off it after. <laughs> You've got some peculiar fit. He's <laughs> <Just> talking. <laughs> listen, let's not go down that dirty little alleyway. Now then, uh, that was Barbara Windsor. Wasn't she lovely fun? If you want to talk to us about that. I wish you could play my nan, maybe, in it. Don't know if we could age her up a bit, young me down a bit. Look lovely. Yeah. yeah, why not? We can do it. Should we play another? Oh no, it's nearly the end of our radio show. Send us some emails next week. We're doing in Los Angeles doing the show next time you listen to it, right? Matt, you might be out by then, will you? Possibly. G won't be because he'll still be on the West End stage, living it up. It's the new Ken Williams, Mr. G. <laughs> and what better way to summarise the show than with London's most flamboyant homosexual poet, Mr. G? Here he is. Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> okay, this is called On Top of the Cops. It was the briefest of times for all those seeking to find militaristic manoeuvres and breastfeedings to crime. Blamange bubbling, tit milk troubling, porn adventure plot struggling, and reasons no longer needed when policing for fumblings. Taking down particulars, gross misconduct in vehicular, measuring the rears of the years, detecting angles perpendicular. Woo! Jay, Mr. J! What? I'm trying to say. We've got to say thank you to those people for doing the paintings of us. Why can't you just say it? You were part of the show. Why do I have to do a big elaborate mime? You should see yourself like Marcel Marceau. Painting. Painting. Doing a mime. Painting his own hand. What? What? Soap? I thought you were saying butter a roll. I thought you were saying butter a roll, butter a roll. That was a painting. That was the paintbrush. It didn't look like painting. 
Just like, do you want butter? <laughs> Bread and jam. Bread and butter, mate. Before I go to bed. <laughs> if you didn't put my back swings up, we've got to live like cockneys now. Want a sugar sandwich, boy? <laughs> and we had oh, to have them. I know they did. Flea bags. And sauce. <laughs> Sharon goes, flea bags. Flea bags. <laughs> flea bag, boy. Sharon, you're nobody's going to talk, having it off with that lad on the bomb site when you were seven. Listen, he was one of the flea bags that lived upstairs, but they used to have sugar sandwiches. We, oh. used to get, we all used to get called upstairs for our tea. Sharon, 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 come upstairs with tea. But the flea bags never had to go upstairs. They just had Because they can't afford tea! and sugar sandwiches <laughs> in the square. <laughs> what a silly cow. She was a seven. No. How old was she when she had a seven? Sixteen. Oh, yeah, because otherwise it's disgusting. Right, well, Mr. G, they have a brilliant poem. You can go and see Mr. G in Into the Hoods at the Novello Theatre. Other theatre shows are available, but they're all rubbish. Uh, Matt Morgan, are you doing anything? Um, no. <laughs> Come in Los Angeles, you silly things. ass. Yeah, I know. I've seen you going to your little spa with your new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> silly stuff. Right, so, uh, yeah, me, I'm in films. This, right, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Right, uh, next week, we'll call Noel Gallagher. He ain't rang back on that phone yet. We'll call Noel Gallagher up next week, see what's up with him. We'll do an anecdotes next week. I've we'll got do an anecdote. Good ones. Oh, can't you do one? We've got a few minutes. Go on, do an anecdote. Yeah. We couldn't do, there's no point doing that with Barbara Windsor because she was good, isn't she? She's yeah, just spilling yeah. out stories. Go okay. on, then. My um, brother in law's oh, parents. Oh, should we do a jingle? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, Hello, first Jill. jingle. Hello, Jill, Jill, crummy pipes and everything's a dancing. Things we say, we don't know what we're doing, do we? Yeah, okay, so they watched the. Well, you idiot. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Nanecdotes. Good, see? If you were going to do your heavy metal program, you better buck your ideas up. Okay, right. My brother-in-law's parents said to him, "Oh, we watched. You know that Apocalypto Mel Gibson film? Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Brilliant." They said, "Oh, we loved that film. It was brilliant." And then his dad said, "Mel Gibson was a bit annoying in it." And they said, "He's not in it. He was just directing." He goes, "Yeah, I wouldn't know, but his voice was all over it. He kept talking." And they said, "What? No, he didn't." He goes, "Yeah, he kept piping up. He kept talking about himself." <laughs> They watched it with director's commentary on. Oh, that's so the lovely. They thought the film, like Mel Gibson after it was all cut, thought, I should talk over this. <laughs> <laughs> so he kept coming up talking about himself. Oh, Mel, oh, I can't concentrate on a story. Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, this scene was quite difficult, I remember. It took several takes there before Shut we were coming. Oh, Mel, yeah. how are we going to get into the relationship? His went all the way through it. <laughs> I mean, if he'd done it once, you wouldn't mind, you know, gives to the atmosphere, but really, Mel. Oh, that's lovely. They didn't notice, they didn't know. They put on director's commentary, because I suppose that's a different world to them, they don't know about director's They're commentary. Old. How old are they? I don't know, 16, They should be shot like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> They're stealing our young air. Oh, that's a lovely anecdote. Did you say we've got another one? Um, not really, we haven't got time, have we? Well, of course we have, got, have we got time? Of course we've got time for you, mate. You're doing so this well. This is my mum, this isn't it? Well, she's a nan now. You know yeah. that song, Because I Got High? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. She goes, yeah. oh, I love that song, Because I Got Hot. That's your voice going. And then I, whatever he says, and then I fell over because I got hot. <laughs> <laughs> because that. I got hot. Yeah. So your mum thought that was a story about so I go, yeah, not getting high on the old drugs, but just getting just hot. Getting hot because Whoa. I got hot. Because it got hot, but then it got hot. They messed up their whole life just because they couldn't regulate their temperature. Yeah. You know that gesture where you put the palm of your hand into the crook of your elbow and go, Up yours, mate! Like the palm of your hand goes into the crook of your elbow, Up yours! And then your yeah, fist yeah. goes upwards, Up yours, mate! That sort of gesture. Yeah. So I was walking down the road with my mum once, a lorry driver went, All right! Like that, and done that gesture, Paul. Like, All right! Like that. And my mum went, Oh! 
<laughs> and I just waved back. Because it's not a wave, you silly cow. What was he doing? Like, giving her... Like, go on, get out! Like, that's when I was young. It's probably about seven or eight years old. Do you know what I mean? It's like, he was, she was a younger yeah. lady then, of course. Well, you seem to have grown into that man. <laughs> he, that was your dad. He was the closest thing I had to a father, that man. <laughs> <laughs> I looked after him. I still miss him to this day. So, there you are. That's some stuff. What's happened? Two hours of the old lovely things. Thank you for listening to our radio show. And uh, a big lot of love to those of you on the Russell Brand fan site. Dot com. Why not go on there and talk about me? See what you think about me. Just get it all out there. <laughs> but remember to be sycophantic, though, because I don't <laughs> like anything other than blind adulation. Next week, the show will be coming live from Los Angeles, we think, probably. Who knows? Might be. Matt Morgan could very well be there. You and I. Matt, can you imagine what you're going to be like in Los Angeles, Matt? Oh, I feel ill. I'm confused. No, I oh, I've got an illness on the plane. I was a big, big player. I think there. I saw Mr. T a minute ago. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Oh. Well, I'm not coming now. You are? I booked your ticket. You should book my ticket. What do you mean? I've got to pay for it. Well, you're going to economy. Get the, get the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I need this guy flown out. I don't got... mind economy because I haven't based my uh, whole personality on you know <laughs> finance. No, you base it on being ill mind. every ten seconds. Listen, we're I'm out there now. This show's made me better. Of course, as it's being near me, you need to be near me. When you're not with me, you miss me, and you can't own up to the fact. And that's what makes you ill. If you embarrass me in front of them <laughs> moguls, don't you dare. We're meeting some oh, porn maglies. Once I said hello at the end of a meeting instead of goodbye. <laughs> meeting me really well with HBO. Brilliant, Russell. Your next big thing. You're a real hot <laughs> shot. See you later, guys. Nick Linnin. See you later. Russell Brand. See you later. Matt Morgan. Hey <laughs> <laughs> Off we shuffled out the door. They That's never the only mistake I made. again. <laughs> never mistake from I made. <laughs> <laughs> the old hello, goodbye again. <laughs> I know. It's an easy mistake to make if you're an absolute bloody That's idiot. That's an anecdote from me. <laughs> hello. Hello. You soppy thought. Okay, well, thanks for listening to the show. In a minute, we're going to have a bit of newsy poos. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll get Noel Gallagher on the show. We'll have more Babs Windsor. Thanks to all our fantastic guests and their sexy interviews for old ladies, right? Yeah. Babs Windsor, well up for it. Grot bag. She can't get enough of the old muck. This is BBC Radio 2, online on digital and 88 and 91 FM. <laughs>